Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another installment of Stay Uncomfortable. Put the volume down on your iPad, bro. It's filtering all through your microphone. All right. Anyway, good morning. This is Johan. It's your boy, O. And this is Stay Uncomfortable. Oscar, yes, sir. I was going to ask you how you're doing, but you've been coughing this entire time. For those of you just listening, I'm a little horse. Little, little, little horse. Yeah. Yeah, he's been coughing this entire time. It's I, I made him some nasty tea, you know. But it's good. How you doing? You know how we do? Rank. Yeah, I mean, I'm good, bro. I'm I'm actually not bad. Hi, Jomi. Hi. But this, um this man's wife just pulled up. Anyway, I'm doing good. Uh wanna do the spiritual, emotional, physical? Yeah, that's what I meant. How Rank. about you start? How about you start? All right. Um so I'm gonna say emotionally, I'm like a emotionally and, and mentally, I'm gonna say seven. All right. It's like my number every year, every day. Yeah. Uh, physically, because I'm sick, I'm gonna say four and a half. Mm-hmm. And spiritually, I give myself, I give myself a six and a half. Okay. So I guess it's not so bad. What about you? Uh, well, I would say emotionally, I give myself an eight. I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good. You know, not too much going on in a negative way. Uh, spiritually, I had, I had really meaningful conversations yesterday. A lot of them. So, and you know, it did aid my spirit. I'm up there with a, a nice seven and a half, eight as well. Hey. And physically. I'll give myself a six, you know. I could lose some weight here and there, but besides that, I'm good. I like the progress. Yeah, man. Since we started ranking these. Of course, bro. I like the fact that we actually have, like, this documented. Mm -hmm. Like, we just track our progress going through. But, uh, but yeah, man. Did you remember the question? Um, yeah. All right. So, for those of you who don't know, Oscar has a random question. I got, like, I got that most sexy morning voice right now. Yeah. What's up? Let me hear it. <laughs> Uh, so the question was, going into marriage, right? Like, what was what was your the biggest worry for you? Like, in terms of like thinking that, like, what was the hardest thing for you to have to give up? To give up? Yeah, give up or, you know. Mm, so when it comes to like giving stuff up, not giving up in it, like in the sense of like you giving it up, but more in the sense of like like, like have to change. Yeah. My sense of communication. Okay. I didn't really have to communicate to anyone that I was doing anything. Mm. If I was going to go out, I just left. If I was going to do something, spend some money, I just did it. Right. Didn't really have to run it by anyone, especially, you know, because... It, especially a woman? No, not, not not that. Especially somebody who's in even family, you know? So, at the end of the day, it's it's something that I really, I really had to work on. Right. It took me some time. In fact, it's still something that I'm working on. However, uh, it, it made me a better man for sure. For sure, sure. It made me a better person. For sure. Um, it's just the mentality that that many, it's main, mainly men. Have you noticed women for the most part, I'm not saying all the time, but women for the most part have better sense of communication than men do. Yeah. And I think that's attributed to men having an... Uh, earlier independence than women do like 
men or boys are trusted more than women are at a young age for protection reasons, mm-hmm. for whatever the case might be, right? Right. And therefore, we develop a sense of independence quicker. However, that does end up uh, crippling our communication skills because they basically say, oh, do whatever you got to do and that's it. Don't worry about it. Right. If, if you're trustworthy, you know? And by the time that I got that, uh, what's the word? That trust from my parents to the time that uh, I started, you know, having to communicate to my wife, it was like four or five years. So imagine five years of just doing whatever I want. Now having to undo that whole thing. I was like, wait, mm, I got to tell. Oh, mm, you yeah. know. So there's that. What about you, bro? I think for me, <clears throat> I think for me, it may be time. As in? As in just the freedom and the time to, well, the time, to- the, the freedom to do whatever I want with my time. Okay. If that makes more sense. That makes sense. Like, you know, hang out with friends more, et cetera. And again, like you said, like not really have to answer anybody. Yeah. Feeling like, because before, before like I got married or whatever, um, I was... Like I would go to your brother's house all the time. I would go to you guys' house all the time, and I would just stay there to like two Whatever in the morning. Time. Yeah, yeah. So then I remember one of the things that I remember I told your brother before, like I made the big decision. Like I was like, "Damn, I'm gonna have to stop coming over here so often." So that's it's really interesting that you talk about that, right? Because we don't want to paint this version of marriage that just does not exist. There is definitely a trade off at some point. You know you. If you did something, it's because you enjoyed doing it, hopefully. So the fact that you can, for example, if like if you hung out with a person a lot, it's because you enjoyed hanging out with that person. Yeah. So now the fact that you aren't really able to do that, I'm not going to sugarcoat and say, oh, well, you're hanging out with your wife. It's so much it's so much better now. Yeah, to a certain point, it is. You know, I love hanging out with my wife. She's my favorite person in the whole world. However, if we were hanging out with each other a lot in the past and we can't do it anymore any anymore now, it does kind of suck to to a certain extent. Like for example, you, I see you like once or twice a week at best on a good week. On a good week. Yeah. On a good week, we see each other once or twice, and that's why because we're working adults, we're yeah. both married, both got responsibilities, we both got a lot of things going on that we didn't have going on when we were eighteen, nineteen years old, which is kind of when we really started to, or a little bit younger than that actually. Yeah, we were still kind of wild in at eighteen. We were, hell yeah, we were wild in at eighteen, bro. I, I, I realized I came to realize that eighteen is legal adult, but it's still very much a teenager in the mind. Yeah, yeah, like you still have high school mentality. So maybe, just maybe, just priority switch because at eighteen it was all about kind of just making money for the most part. I feel like at 18, is more about spending money than making it. Well, yeah. Yeah, like we did it. Here's the thing. When I was 18, I, I can actually say this. Obviously, you got to make it, though, to spend yeah, it. No, yeah, but I, like I didn't make money to save it or to have it. Yeah. I made money to be able to spend it. Yeah. Like now, it's different. I, I don't make money just because I want to spend it. I make money because I need to provide. I make money because I want to have something, you know, for a rainy day, and I want to have a future. Yeah. So... Priorities do go shifting as we go maturing, which is maturing isn't all that fun. It's not all that is cracked up to be. We thought it was gonna be fun when we were kids. Like, dang, I can't yeah. wait to be older. I feel like the reason behind that is because we actually, to a certain point, have good role models, like in church at least. Some, not not many, but some. 
I mean, in my case, I just I feel like I wanted to grow up just because of the freedom. Like I feel like I was so restricted as a, as a child to do everything, hmm. to do anything. You know, was I it, guess I, I wanted to be independent. Was it because you didn't have permission to do stuff, or because yeah. you didn't have the resources? to Not do permission <laughs> to do stuff. No, I never had that issue. You know what's funny? Not. One day I was one day I was watching a movie. Right. I was in DR and I was watching a movie with like all my cousins and and you know family members. Yeah, and it was um it was a softcore movie. I got you. And like my mom walked in and she's like, "You," pointed at me and she's like, "Get out of there! You're not supposed to watch that movie." And I remember looked at her, I was like, "I can't wait till I'm older so I can." So, oh my god! <laughs> no, I... <laughs> nah. You know what the funny thing is? I um I kind of experienced the same thing, not with that exactly specifically but um i remember i think i talked about this on the live or something my father raised me to be an upright kid or at least he tried to and he knew the yeah, kids sure. the, the the kids in the neighborhood that were not good influences and i always wanted to chill with them because they seemed so cool to me right? right so he would tell me i don't want you in the corner with those guys because they're not a good a good influence to you and I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. He was gone for most of the day, 14 hours a day working. So I would just be in the corner chilling with him. And then my dad would drive by his motorcycle. He would make it all the way down to the house, all the way down to I could see. And then down there, he would do a U-turn. Because I thought, oh, like, he didn't see me. Nope, he saw me. He just wanted me to get this false sense of safety. Mm. He did a U-turn, and he was like, get on. We're going home. And then he wouldn't even yell at me. He would just, like, explain to me. Like, you know that those people are not a good a good influence to you. You know that they, like, half of them are your age and they're not even in school. They have, and it's not even for lack of resources because school is free. Right. They can go to school. However, you have to understand who you, what friendships you entertain. And he, 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 he mentioned a couple kids. Like, you have... X, Y, and Z as friends. Right. I, I like those kids. Those mm-hmm. kids are, are upright kids. I know their parents. And you actually, it's not even like a forced friendship. You you actually hang out with them. Yeah. So, and I can bring that to, to the modern day. Like, for example, you, you're a, gr- a good influence and a bad influence sometimes. But, you know, you're, you're one of those friends that I can, like, look at and say, well, he added more than he, than he took away. Which is the way that we have to look at friendships and any relationships that we have. Do they add or do they subtract from you? Right. Do they make you, you know, a better person or a worse person? I mean, I always look at friendships as like basketball teams. You know, you got you got your guys that you can count on to score. You got your like everybody has their roles, you know. Like you can't go to the friend who cuz we all have that one friend who likes to wall out. They like to, you know, just do things that are unorthodox to your personality. Yeah. And sometimes it's good to have those friends, but you can't go to that friend that's single, ready to mingle for relationship advice. You can't. Sometimes you can, but I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah, you yeah. Can't. Like they're not your go-to person when yeah. it comes to that. When it comes to that, but yeah. they might be your go-to person for something else. Yeah, you know. So that's how that's how I see it. And you'd be surprised that that person can at, at times can be like a really deep well of wisdom. Yeah, they just like because they see a lot. They cover it up. Sometimes you know the reason they're walling out is response to trauma, whatever the you know it it could be any of that. But what you're what you're trying to say is basically. You have specific people in your life for specific reasons, specific purposes. Yeah. So, and and to that point, I agree to that extent. 
Now, uh, with that being said, that's an awesome segue to get into today's program. Yes, sir. We're doing, f- it's a Q&A question. Uh, Q- <coughs> I keep saying Q&A question. It's a Q&A episode. Q&A episode. We are going to answer questions that have been piling up in my DMs. We usually only answer once, uh, you know, one a week. But today we're going to do as many as we can. Shooting for four and whatever questions you guys drop in the comments. Okay? With that being said, friendships, entertaining friendships. Uh, our friend Manny asked a question, basically asking, can we please touch upon how entertaining certain friendships or influences can actually be a bad thing for us? And I feel like that's such a good question to ask. Yeah. That's such a good... Because we we are under the false impression that being friends with certain people doesn't have any effect on us. How being friends for with, with I don't know, a delinquent... Lies. Isn't going to like somehow rub off rub off on us. We want to say, oh, we have strong minds. And even, and, and even, even in many cases, it's not even... Even if you're well, like self aware enough to to know who you are as a person, right? If in that example you're with a delinquent, you can still get caught up because if y'all don't know, my man got arrested one time. Yeah, it happened to me actually one time. So I'll, I'll tell the story. It's it, all those kids are not here anymore, so whatever. What? So uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a musician, which is a crazy way to start this story. I'm a musician, and I just I got out of college, right, out of school. Not like it didn't finish. It was just the end of the day. And my friend hits me up. He's like, yo, uh, so-and-so had an accident last night, and he died. And I'm like, stop. Stop playing. He's like, yeah. So what what we're thinking to do, if you want to, since we know that you're a musician, come over to my house, and let's make a song to dedicate it to him. And I was like, I'm down for that. He was my friend, too. So I go over to his house. I'm over there, you know, making the beat, whatever. And like 25 minutes into the session, we hear knocking on the door. As we, we're in an attic, we open the door, looking straight down the steps, there were seven guns pointed at us. And I was like, there's no way. What, what's going on right now? I thought, I thought it was a joke. I really thought it was a joke. So these cops make us walk down the stairs backwards with the hands on our heads, and then they grab... We're, we're like 17. They just slam us against the wall. They, they cuff us. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on, but I need answers right now. Man was shaking in his boots. No, I wasn't, actually. The kid next to me was. He was crying. He was he was crying. And I'm, because I was like, I, I didn't do nothing. Yeah. But, you know, any any sudden move, and that could be it. And then... Come to find out, that kid had a lot of, like, dope, like, legit dope in his house right. in a backpack. And apparently he had already sold it to some to some cops. So it was already a done deal. Yeah. It was whoever was there was there and was getting tied up in that. And, you know, as, as soon as I, I got out of that situation, there was a lot, a lot more details, but we're not talking about that today. One day maybe. But as soon as I got out that that situation, I'm like, see, this is why you cannot be friends with everybody. Mm-hmm. Because I was on my way to church th- that day. Like, I had I had band practice that day. Yeah. And I got there super late. And all, all because, out of all things, I was I was in jail. Literally. And that's literally just, in jail. Like, literally, that just goes, to, you know, the company you keep. And literally, you weren't doing anything. 
But no. my, my mom always said, like, <clears throat> you can easily get caught up in something. Even that if has nothing, that to, has do nothing to do with you. That's true. And if and I mean, thank God that you didn't even they didn't actually put you in jail and they give you like time. They could have. Exactly. That's they could have I mean. like that. It could have gone to the point, bro, where it, it was like, I know people who have done time mm-hmm. for something that wasn't theirs. Yeah, I see it all the time in the news. Like that's just ridiculous. And and you know, with that being said, with that being said, as Manny said. It is it is important that we realize as men. Let's talk to the men, okay? Okay. Because you know it it, it can uh it can definitely be a you know man woman issue. Mm. But let's talk to the men real quickly, okay? You can entertain friendships that will make or break you as a man. Right. You can entertain friendships that will make your marriage prosper. Or make your marriage demise. You can entertain friendships that, even if you're not married, will make you a better person or a worse person. Yeah. There's always a give and take. There's you. you there's no, oh, well, I'm a strong-minded person, which somebody actually told me in my comments. They said, I'm a strong-minded person. This is because I've talked about this before. This is a concept for people who are weak minds. And then I asked the question. I didn't ask him because I wasn't going to entertain that. But then I asked the question. Would a weak mind entertain a friendship that is not going to that that sorry, would a strong mind entertain a, a friendship or any type of relationship that is not going to benefit them in any way? I don't think so. No. I don't, I don't think so. It's it's one of those things like don't be the smartest person in the room. If you're if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. Type of analogy. Uh all that really means is always make sure that the people that you surround yourself are adding to you, not subtracting from you. Exactly. And that 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 just shows, you know, that's like the saying. Um, what is it? Birds of the same feather feathers flock together. Mm-hmm. That even even if you're a person, let's say you're in your single state as a man, and you're hanging around just people who, who, who like you say, they don't they don't add value to you. They don't they don't they don't educate. They don't they don't check you because that's a big thing. They don't check you whenever you're wrong or when you're gonna do something foolish. Right. And we just tag along and go along with, <coughs> excuse me, with what we're feeling. Yeah, and people see that, like women see that all the time. They'd be like, "Oh, like they see a group of guys, and they all let's say, for example, just to go to the extreme, you know, pants down low, or whatever, and then just just acting acting a fool of themselves." Yeah, women see that, and they will automatically put you in the category. Which is actually funny that you mentioned that. Don't you think that to some point the reason we are at that stage because that's is rampant, men acting a fool, right? Do you think that the reason maybe that got to the point where it is nowadays is because we started entertaining bad friendships or poor relationships? That and the fact that we never took our time. Because, like, we always take our time to, like, when, let's say when we go from a relationship. Yeah. Instead of taking the time in between to be single and, you know, do the inner work, we mm-hmm. move on to another relationship. I think people do, we like, men do the same thing when it comes to even friendships, you know? Yeah. Like, like, is there? It was like, if you think about, it, is there ever a point where you stopped, just kind of cut everybody off, not because they did anything, but for your own, like, for your own progress? You're supposed to, but it doesn't really happen. It doesn't really happen. So it it, it kind of goes the same way. If you if you spend enough time doing the inner work and soul searching, you will realize, just like your partner, your life partner, wife, spouse, whatever, girlfriend, 
you want somebody to add and you know what you want in that aspect. Yeah. And it should be the same in terms of friendships. Mm-hmm. You should know what kind of friends you want yeah. around you. You should know what kind of friends, what traits they, they want. You should know that as an old, like as an adult, the friends that you want should be, like you said, friends that benefit to you, they add to you, that you can feel even vulnerable to, that you can, they can check you whenever you're going to do something foolish, that instead of just sitting in a room talking about nothing, nothing invaluable, because eventually you will outgrow them. And that's yeah. that's what the problem is. A lot of men sometimes feel like they are the black sheep in the group. Yeah. So they outgrow the friends that they had. So even when they do hang out with that group of friends, they don't even feel the same anymore. No. Because they're still in the same level where you left them at. Yeah. But then you outgrew them. And maybe level isn't the right word. Let's say headspace. Yeah. You know, they still have the same mentality. They still think that you're a certain way because that's another thing. They assume that just because they're there that you're supposed to be there too. Yeah. And then that's what they start to say. You acting kind of different. Yeah, and then it, it's like the whole. It's like it's like kind of like an ego thing. It's like, oh, this guy changed up on us. Like now he, you know, now he does this. He don't want to do this with us, and it's sad sometimes because sometimes some men want to grow. Yeah, but because of how close they are to certain friends that they've had maybe since their childhood, mm-hmm. they can't let go of that. That I don't want to say bondage, but they can't let go of that. That that friendship. You know, it's hard. It's hard. And there's a name for people like that. And there's not necessarily nothing wrong with it. But people like that are, is what we call like a loyalist. And a loyalist is basically like... No matter what. Yeah. Like like even if they're not in the room, I feel bad speaking about them, mm-hmm. even if it's true. Like like if you and me are friends, and I know that you're, let's say, you're, you're a heavy drinker. Yeah. You're an alcoholic. And I'm in the, another room with somebody else that you're not in. I would almost feel bad saying, yeah, I know my man, Joang, is an alcoholic. Because it almost feels like I'm betraying you some way or another. You know, I I feel like I'm I'm that type of person to a certain point. A loyalist? Yeah. Right. Like, let's say that you were my friend for the longest time. And for whatever reason, we're not friends anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Even now, even even after we're no, no longer friends, I still choose to cherish the good times. Yeah. I choose to look at the good times and I choose to look at the person that I know that you really are. Yeah. Because we ha- we make the mistake of associating people to their vices, associating people to mm-hmm. to you know what they do, which is very hard to divorce those two things. Right. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> if you have an addiction to crack, you're a crackhead. Yeah. Right? So two but, things can be true. Exactly. You can it, be a crackhead and be a good person. Exactly. But but I choose to rather associate the person to their virtues, mm-hmm. not their faults. Right. Because at the end of the day, I've asked this question to people that are very old. What do you remember? They always say the same thing. I remember the good times. Mm. I remember the good times. So I choose right now, even like if, if in the future I'm going to be that person that's only going to remember the good times, then why should I focus on the bad now? Right. If that's just not, if that's not going to ma- matter in the future. So, being a loyalist can be a difficult thing, though. Yeah. Uh, not not difficult, sorry, because it's not really hard. It can be a a hard person to be, yeah. In the sense, like it can affect you, because we don't want to acknowledge reality. Mm-hmm. Me saying, "Oh, my man's an alcoholic," it's almost like I'm validating that thing, right? Like I'm making it real. Like it's almost like if I don't say it, it's not really all that true. Yeah, exactly. but until it comes out of my mouth, like, dang. But but you see that's that's the thing about good friends that that if you're really a good friend you would tell your man like yo you got a problem exactly which is what we don't get much of mm-hmm. nowadays but 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 here's the thing uh, in this scenario we're talking about people who aren't really there anymore 
So yeah. even if we wanted to, we can't really like, yo, listen, you're walling. Like we yeah. probably did say that a couple times. Yeah. Like in fact, we've we both have friends that we've been like, yo, that's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. What you doing? We're wall- I think we're probably thinking about the same person. Maybe. Yeah, you're you're walling. What's going on, bro? And and fast forward years into the future, we haven't talked to that kid in years. And it is sad because you know there's love there. Yeah, there is, and there always will be. Mm-hmm. And but that's where it comes. That's where it comes to like a loyalist. Like I cannot go somewhere outside of our inner circle yeah. and be like, oh yeah, so and so is like this now. Yeah, I can't. I can say a lot of good things because I, 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 I seen the potential, and I got close enough to the heart to know who he wanted to be. Yeah, and and you know what. I feel like being a loyal person, let's, you know, maybe not label it as a loyalist per se, just being being a loyal person is an excellent trait to have as a man. Because, again, we, we want to champion marriage, we want to champion singleness, we want to champion all the aspects of what it is to be a man. Championing this is a, a good thing because you have to understand that you being a loyal person just means that you have character. Mm-hmm. It means that you have an underlying level of of maturity that you know that you're not willing to betray your principles. And that's a good thing to have. I think Manny added to the question. There's a few people in here talking about um family. Oh. And adding. Okay. But let's see. His initial his initial question was how about when it involves family, you or your spouse's family? I think oh, I think I think it goes the same. That's crazy. That's one of the questions. Oh, kind of, kind of. But let let's uh, abound a little bit more here, okay? Okay. I I have a thought. What do you think? And I'll ask you this, and I'll leave the table open for discussion. What do you think marriage would look like if men chose very carefully what friendships they entertained? I think it would look. I, th- I think it would look, and I'm gonna use this example as my answer. I think it would look like, like the like the the sitcom Friends, where they're all, where they're all really good friends, and there's relationships within the friend within the friendship, and everybody just kind of vibes of each other, connects each other, learns from each other, cause it's good like individual friendships help the couple as well, right? And people don't know that. That's true, even though <laughs> that. There's a lot of toxicity in there. I mean, <laughs> in I know, group, but that's the thing. Like, at the one end of them the, got divorced three times. Yeah, one of them ended up with a girl. I mean, with a, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, but but I, I understand what you're saying. I know what you mean. Like, they did love. It kind of it kind of brings on this this family aspect to it. Yeah, um, I feel like if men, even individually, right, if men chose their friends carefully, especially the ones who are married. I think there would be a lot less divorce, a lot less divorce. And mm-hmm. here's here's my train of thought when it comes to that. I feel like if you chose your friends properly, you wouldn't have an issue being friends with that person and your wife being friends with that person too. Mm-hmm. In fact, all of my friends at least know my wife. Right. Right. We basically have the same friend group. Right. That kind of closes out the circle of who you allow into your life, of who you, of what influence you allow into your life. And if you have a control of who influences you, 
you basically win 50% of the time. Or you have half the battle won is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because if you can control what influences you, bro, that's that's the biggest issue in this planet. Mm -hmm. Who influences you? Like, I don't mean to make this political by any means, which I'm not going to bound on that a lot. But right now, the, the conflict that's happening in Palestine and Israel, right now, a lot of people, like, did you see what Times Square looked like? There were... Uh, a lot of people pro-Israel, a lot of people pro-Palestine on this side just yelling at each other. And somebody made the analysis, not me, not me, by the way. I'm not making this political. Not him. Not, not me. They made the analysis that the people who are on each side of this conflict that have nothing to do with it, right, are just influenced by <clears throat> a different source. That's what I'm saying. Influence controls everything. Influence is everything. Mm -hmm. So we have to be very careful who we on a, on a smaller scale as husbands. Who influences you as a man? What music do you listen to? What food do you eat? Everything has some sort of influence and, and, on and you. And I think I think we gotta because the thing is we so we said it last week, right? The 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 most honest and real emotion is what anger. Anger. And we always tend to go to our friends whenever we feel the negative ones. Yeah. Whenever we feel sadness, anger, doubt within our relationships, that's when we decide to go our friends. Yeah. And depending on who you have as a friend, that will depend your answer and how you will go along about the situation. Your friend can easily say, forget about it. It'll solve itself. Let's just go do this thing real quick. Yeah. Or he can say, bro, that sounds like a tough situation. I'm empathetic about it, and I think you should go about it this way, so that way, you know, your marriage can strive. Exactly. But there's also the other side of it, which is the positive influences, because, like I said, we go to our friends whenever there's an issue going on, mm -hmm. but when things are going great, we never acknowledge those either and say, dang, bro, my marriage is going great right now. We don't. Mm -mm. And we don't have anybody to celebrate that with us and, and encourage us to keep going yeah. in the way that we're going. Exactly. And it's really tough, because here's the thing. Sometimes it's really hard to sever certain friendships that are not good for you. For example, like this next question, where it involves not just friends, but family members, right? right? So Is this one of the ones that, like Manny, or the ones that you have written down? No, the, the next one, yeah. Yeah. Just leading into it. Uh, it says, hey, Oscar and Johan. I don't know why they say Oscar first. Psst. Okay. Whatever. Hey, Oscar and Johan. My husband no longer seems interested in spending time with my family. This happened after they disrespected him for not making more money than me. He doesn't really care about that, and neither do I. But he feels my family intentionally tried to embarrass him. What can I do? Can you repeat like that first question? That first, that first, like, the statement. first, my husband no longer seems interested in spending time with my family. This mm -hmm. happened after they disrespected him. She acknowledges that they disrespected right. him. After they disrespected him for not making more money than me. Now, I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't want to either, personally. Okay. But as the wife or the girlfriend, what did you do? That's kind of my thing yeah. about it. Yeah, that's actually a really good point to what, go off. Like, what did you do? Because you're the one in proximity with your family. This is your family. You know yeah. them better than your, your man does. I've always said that, by the way. Like, it is the husband's responsibility to defend the wife mm -hmm. from his family, mm -hmm. if need be. Hopefully, that's not going to be something that you have to do ever. Right. But it's also the wife's responsibility to defend her husband from her family, if need be. Exactly. And for her to, to be empathetic towards it. Yeah. And kind of... I, I think the family was wrong. 
Like, Absolutely. if you were going to make a comment like that, at least don't allow him to be around. Yeah. So then that way maybe the wife can be like, hey, my family said this, this, and that. And mm-hmm. it comes from her rather than just a bunch of strangers. Yeah, that's true. And, and here's the thing. I don't feel... I've got to be very careful about this. Because if your husband doesn't want to spend time with your family, first of all, you need to put yourself in his shoes. Would you want to go to his family's house if they disrespected you mm-hmm. for not making any money? Or not even making any money. No, no, no. Let's just put it that way. Money is something that really hurts the man's ego. Yeah, but but let's put it this way. Let's say that they throw her, you know, they throw her effort as a wife or as a housewife on the floor just because she doesn't work. Let's use that example. Would you feel bad about that? Would you want to go as a, as a husband? No, as a wife. I'm asking her, you know? Oh, okay. So. I mean, I'm sure the women in the live wouldn't either. No, they wouldn't. Because at the end, of disrespect is disrespect no matter how you put it. No matter where it comes from. So, so you need to actually be empathetic to your husband and say, dang, if it was me, I probably wouldn't want to go over to their house either. So this is when you have to address the situation. However, I will say this. If the disrespect towards him was done publicly, the correction has to be done publicly too. Mm. You can't let this man, this man's ego, be uh, stomped on, in like by by your family. Which we as men tend to like exaggerate how things are really happening. Right. Maybe let's just say because you know we like to goof around, play around. Oh, well, you know she's making more money than you. Whatever. It might have been a joke. Right. Right. But that is irrelevant to how he felt. If he yeah. felt disrespected, he felt disrespected. Doesn't matter where, if it's a joke or not. Right now, as his wife, did you notice the disrespect? Did you notice that he was feeling disrespected? Mm-hmm. Did you say anything to counter, like counteract that? Like, oh, but at least we're a team. We make more money than y'all do together. Something to lighten the mood and something to make him feel like you are on his team. Exactly. Because here's a here's a difficult thing, when it's the wife's family, and she doesn't say nothing, it almost feels like she gangs up with them. Yep, and, and just to just to kind of, cause I, I I like to put in my own experiences here. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, like a while ago, like when I first started, um, when I first started dating my wife or whatever, there was this thing that used to bother me all the time, and it was kind of, and it was my own family, like it wasn't even her family, but it was my own family, and my family would say certain things about me about my character. Yeah. That at the time I was not, I wasn't proud of. Yeah. But that's who I was, and she would kind of add like her two cents to it. Mm-hmm. And I would feel ganged up. I would feel like, you know, you're supposed to defend me. You're supposed to do this. Right. Even against my own family. Because mm-hmm. they're my family at the end of the day. Like, this is how we were brought up. You know, joke around, kind of yeah. bully each other a little bit. But, like, the fact that you kind of ganged up and, like, it just, it would make me feel like I was, like, I was, like, I was ganged up. I was like, okay, I'm going to just shut up then for the rest of the night. Yeah. And it's like, you'd be kind of dramatic, though, <laughs> for the rest of the night, bro. Yeah, but I, I feel I, you. I, I feel be. you though. It's 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 interesting because why why would that why is that such a common thing? And like Hannah said, like silence is a green. It is. That's a fact. It is. That's that's sample facts. That's true. Yeah. You can't you can't you can't give another person power over how your spouse feels. Let alone your husband, because that's the head. Yeah. And I and, and, and like I said one time, uh, 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 it's always gonna reflect on you. It is. Because then he can ask a very valid question when you get home. Why didn't you say nothing when your family was doing this? Or is that how you think of me too? Exactly. Because because a- I kind of as a man, you know what I would think? I would just I would just assume, and I know it's wrong. I would just assume that when I'm not there, this is the topic that gets that gets spoken about. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. And that's a part of loyalty. That's 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 being unfaithful if you think about it. That's part of the loyalty that thing. That is crazy. That's that's wild. That's I didn't really think about that. Now, now, let's move into the solution part of this. Okay. Okay. Because she did ask a question. I just want you to know. We want you to understand what you could have done to maybe. Yeah, we're not blaming you. Well, you know. We we just want you to know what you could have done to maybe mitigate the situation mm-hmm. immediately because guess what if it happened once and he agrees to go back to them and you don't correct this it is going to happen again. Mm-hmm. So what I think you can do is understand that there is still time. There's still time to correct this, right? First and foremost, the first conversation you need to have is with your husband, acknowledging because here's the thing: we as men need acknowledgement. We can't. We need to under. We need to understand that you understand mm-hmm. that we're not just being, you know, little girls about the situation. Yeah, we're not being sensitive. We're not just being sensitive, even though we have the right to be, to be sensitive. Yeah, absolutely. What I'm saying is, we want y'all to understand why we feel a certain way, and that our feelings are just as valid as yours. That's the first thing. Talk to this man and acknowledge what you could have done to make it right. What you could have done to make it better. Mm-hmm. Even if you say, oh, baby, I didn't really realize it. I'm sorry. Apologize. The wo- Men, did you know there's just a, a, a crazy statistic? I have no idea what the numbers are. I just know there's like a, a 20 to like 80 ratio of how many times a man hears I'm sorry versus how many times he says I'm sorry. That sounds about right, though. Like you say, you hear I'm sorry 20 times to you, but you say it like 100. And, you're, and that's just like a rough thing. Change that. Be the woman that can apologize to your man when he needs to be apologized to. Because that's going to, is not going to stroke his ego, it's going to make him a better person. Right. It's going to go be good for his character. With that being said, you also need to put your family in check. You can't the just. The wife, right? The, the wife needs yeah. to put the family in check. Or the girlfriend, because I don't know. You, you can't, you cannot be a person that just let things go by. Time does not heal anything. It just makes things worse. Because they're going to be like, oh, they're going to go back to it. Be honest with them. Hey, listen. And don't say, oh, he felt bad. Don't victimize. Don't vic- No. Say, hey, listen. I didn't like the way that you were talking about my husband mm-hmm. in front of him. That was that was kind of embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to know that money is not an issue for us. We're, very, we're doing very good for ourselves because we're both working our butts off. Mm-hmm. The fact that I make a little bit more than him, that does not mean anything. It does not make him less of a man. Exactly. You know? And let that turn into whatever argument that's going to turn, turn into. Yeah, because at the end of the day, your husband is first. Exactly. Your husband is first. They, it clearly says, leave your, fa- your father and mother. Everything behind, be with your husband. Precisely. So you are not one. Now, so technically, if they disrespected him, they disrespected you. Of course, they did. I, bro, I said that for the longest time. E- even like, if you're disrespecting your husband, you're simultaneously disrespecting yourself. Mm-hmm. If your family, if you allow your family to disrespect your husband, you are allowing them to disrespect you because then at a certain point, they're kind of questioning your choice of man, right? Now, with that mean, with that being said, with that being said, you have to acknowledge one thing. Maybe your family doesn't like your husband all that much. It's sad that the, the, there's a toxic culture that exists where families just don't get along with each other. Yeah. Right? And Which is bound to happen because at the end of the day, it is two different worlds coming together. I don't together. think that is bound to happen, though. I feel like if we actually approach marriage how it's supposed to be, I make sure that I have a good standing 
with her family. Well, yeah. That, you know, not that they approve of me or not, because if I want to marry your daughter, I'm going to marry your daughter. But that's what I mean. Yeah. I don't mean, like, it's bound to happen, like, it's going to happen anyway. I just mean, like, it, it, like, it is two worlds coming together, and, there, like, there's bound to be some kind of disagreement. Right. You know? But, not not earth-shattering, but it'll be there. Exactly. But then when th- that disagreement turns into disrespect, like oh, it happened yeah. here, yeah. then you have to acknowledge something. Maybe your family just doesn't rock with them. And at that point, you decided to marry this man because she did say husband. You are going to have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Are you going to allow them to keep disrespecting your man? Or are you going to tribe up with him and understand that this is your family for the rest of the time? Yeah, you have to honor the marriage even at the loss of family members. Exactly. So with that being said, if you if you are privy to the fact that they're not going to like, oh, we don't like him anyway, you know, he whatever. Uh, Roderick was the, the good one for you. Let him get away mm-hmm. for whatever reason. You don't need to be there. What? Honestly, no. Yeah, simple as that. You don't need to be there. Choose to honor your marriage. You can, and you you can love from a distance. Doesn't mean you have to keep going every single weekend like you traditionally do. And do you know what that is called? Boundaries. That's called boundaries. Boundaries. Set boundaries. Why do we romanticize our lack of boundaries, bro? Because we feel like certain people, because they're family, they don't. We shouldn't put boundaries on them. That is so wrong, though. I know people who have set painful. Because it is it hurts. Yeah. But I know people who have set up painful boundaries with their family to protect their own unit, mm-hmm. and it has been the best decision they've ever made. And it's and it's and it, and it doesn't mean having to completely cut off. Because at the end of the day, okay, yes, they are family. Yeah. It just means if you go on Saturdays to their house for five hours, go for one and a half. Exactly. Or maybe don't go every week. Or maybe yeah, maybe don't go every week. Let them miss you a little bit. And then if they ask, oh, why did you detach? Well. We felt like it was in our best interest to exactly. spend less time here and more time with each other. You don't need that's the beautiful thing about boundaries that people don't really understand. You don't have to explain yourself that much. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell them everything. You can literally just say, Well, we felt it was in our best interest to do this instead of that. And then if you decide to expound on that or they want you to expand on that, it's up to you. Because even that is a boundary. And 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 I don't understand why families, husbands, marriages lack so many boundaries nowadays. Why? We just we feel bad. That's that's I think that's what it is. I think we just feel bad because again, oh, it's family, you know. You know what? I think we have a false sense of security with them, because let's be honest. Let's be honest here. We grew up with them, right? They've seen our every move. We've seen their every move. We know they're in their inner workings and they know there's nobody that knows us better than the people that grow up that we grow up with yeah. until it comes to the point of respect. Because if you really knew me, if you really loved me, you would understand that I chose this man, he chose me, mm-hmm. we both made consensual decisions to be with each other. And now you are disrespecting my choice of person. So not only are you dis- this is why we say that we're disrespecting each other, you know, simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Not only are you disrespecting him, you're disrespecting my choice to be with him. Yep. So and and then a, a whole a whole can of and it's something psychological that ha- and, 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 and it's something there. that has to be done together because I know many cases where let's say this would happen, the wife would just be like, oh, "Okay, if you don't want to hang out with my family, it's okay, I'll go by myself." You're picking sides. Eh, you have it has to be done together. I don't think so. Because, mm, all right, go ahead, talk about them. Maybe I, no, like I'm saying, like in the terms of stepping the boundaries. If you, yeah. as a wife, decide, 
to step back from, let's say, your family get-togethers. Yeah. I feel like it has to be done together. Like, you stay stay or do something apart with your husband, but I don't think it's a good idea for you. As a man, this is how I would feel if you just told me. I guess depending on the man, but if you just told me and I was that hurt about the disrespect. Yeah. Okay, if you don't want to go to my family's, I'll just go instead. Okay, so if the wound is so fresh and, you know, then I, I completely understand that. Mm-hmm. But don't you think that as a man, like, for example, me, I would feel kind of hurt too. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'll be like, dang, I don't want to keep her from spending time with the people that she grew up with, that raised her, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really uh, it's a tough situation, I would say. I would, I would say immediately, immediately don't. Yeah, because it's so fresh that if that ends up being the case, you just come up to your own. You just make your own narrative. Yeah. And you just, you're going to overthink and be like, oh, they're probably talking about what was said. That's true. Which is most likely going to happen. However, however, if the wife is going to go there, or let's flip the cards if the husband or whatever is going to go there, and the intention is to bash, mitigate, no, to mitigate the situation okay. and correct people, mm-hmm. then okay, I understand, but that can't be like every single week. Yeah. You know, exactly. you have to put a stop to something. You have to stand up for your marriage. Y'all really understand something. You really need to stand up for your marriage. Mm-hmm. It is not a light thing. It is it is a a ministry. It is something that when two people come together, they're supposed to be one. And it's supposed to be, it, it is the bedrock of society. And like I said last week, if you want society to crumble quickly, remove marriage and you will see it happen. I stand on that. I will die on that hill. <laughs> Crystal's over here saying, "Manny, you and me are in the same life at the same time." Yeah, we got, we got, we got people from all over the place. Um, let's see. So yeah, I, th- I think it's just it's just a matter of um, it's a conversation and, and building up the courage to stand up for your for your marriage and you know speak to your family. Yeah, that's all it is. Be brave about this. You can't be, be a brave coward. About it. And if you feel like you can't, and if you feel like you, if you go, you might sugarcoat it because you don't have the encouragement, take the time. Mm-hmm. Take a few weeks away from the family get-togethers. That's it. Yeah. See, that's one thing. I, I, that's we got to learn how to, got to marry right. Mm-hmm. Because when, people don't like it when I say this, but when you marry somebody, you marry into their family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, that's not true. I didn't marry the, you kind of did. Which is, there's a movie out on Netflix. Uh, probably many people have seen it because it was popular. It has a uh, Jonah Hill and Laura London, and it's like oh yeah that that the Nipsey Hussle wife uh, yeah Nipsey yeah. Hussle's wife and she's like she grew up like you know black, black culture black cause the 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 dad is a Muslim Puran and then over here like I think they're like Jewish they're Jewish yeah and it just becomes like and their love is is is, is basically stopped and their marriage is basically stopped by this wall of their families just being in conflict every time they get in the same room yeah. And then it it took like they even were apart for a little bit because it got to them. Yeah. Because it kind of felt like at, during an argument, the husband or Jonah Hill was disrespecting, you know, his her family when yeah. he was just defending himself, and then vice versa. But at the end of the day, it's really just about you know checking your 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 own side and not letting that not letting that be the reason for your for a beautiful marriage to this this dissolve. Do you know what that is, bro? Like something so amazing as a marriage being taken apart because of external voices because mm-hmm. at the same time when i say that you do marry into their family they are still external voices mm-hmm. they do not have a say in what happens in your house until you let it happen 
So, with that being said, that was that question. Talk to your family. Talk to your husband first. Tell your man that you understand it and then and that you apologize. Sincerely apologize for letting him down because you let him down. He just want you to know that. You let him down. However, don't keep it there. Don't let it linger on because the longer hurt lingers on, the worse it gets. Mm-hmm. All right? Let's go on to the next question. Can you guys tell me, this is a man, can you guys tell me what the big deal about marriage is? My girl and I have talked about it, but I just don't see a reason, a good reason to tie yourself down to a person permanently. He said in quotation marks. You don't see a good reason to tie yourself down to one person permanently? I don't see a good reason in letting that person go. That's the way I see it. Exactly. Like, if you're already seeing, like, that just shows me that you're not ready to commit. Exactly. So it's never about the marriage. Marriage always stays in the same place. It's us. Exactly. I, I, you know what? When you approach commi- commitment issues, this is all I'm getting from this man, commitment issues, mm-hmm. right? If if you approach marriage and you are already exuding your lack of commitment, then you shouldn't get married. I always say this. Marriage is not for everyone. It's not for everyone. But it is. No, no, no. I'm saying in a certain state of mind. Okay. It is not for this guy right now. Because if you cannot see a good reason why you wouldn't want to spend or why you would want to spend the rest of your life with one person, then maybe you shouldn't get married to that person to begin with. Yet. Because it takes work. I said it. We said it last week. Like, it, it's, it is tough over here. Like, this is this is not going to be... This isn't a movie where everything is going to be... All cookies and cream, and you're gonna leave the wedding in a in a in an old Pontiac with like the little cans dank. No, like this is real life, and and being there's a certain level of expectancy when it comes to marriage, and if you know, if you're I don't know how old he is, but if you're somebody who 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 feels like you're just not ready or you don't see the big deal of it, take your time. You're you're not in a rush to get married, and this is me say, like speaking on it gracefully. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Just stay in the stage of dating because it is easier. It's easier to date. It's easier to, you know, get into an argument and just go your separate ways. It's easier to just text whenever you want. Yeah. So, but what is the big deal in marriage? The big deal in marriage is you committing to somebody and letting them know that no matter what happens in sickness and in health, in rich or in poor, I will be here. Yeah. Because the vows are there and they're a commitment as well. People just say that and they're on autopilot when they say it, but they're there and they mean something. Yeah, they do. In fact, I went to a wedding on Saturday. We both did. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. We saw two people come together that actually wanted to be with each other forever. Exactly. And you can see the happiness in, on the, on my, my man's face, bro. He was like, dang, this is it. I secured the best thing that's ever going to happen to me. However, with people who come at it with this tone, it's almost as if they are afraid of missing out on what else they can get. Exactly. And if you are approaching marriage on that aspect, then it's definitely not for it's you. It's definitely not going to for you. And then I Cuz that means that means you're just always going to keep looking. But but here's where I get like when I say you should date to marry, people always look at me like I have three heads. What you mean by that, bro? You got to get to know a person. Hold on. If you are not considering committing to this person, and the fact that y'all have talked about it means that she does want to marry because if you don't want to do it then you wouldn't have brought it up so she was probably the one who brought it up and crystal said that she was looking probably for security and which is very true mm-hmm. so she wants marriage 
the moment you knew that marriage is what she wanted and it's not something you really believe in, you should have stopped wasting her time. Facts. But why do men not do this? Or vice versa. But mainly men. Why do men not do this? Because we're cowards. And because deep down we know that what we have is a good thing. Yeah. Bro, we're, we're cowards. Mm. We're cowards. When we when we understand that we're supposed to you know, stay somewhere and then well, we don't really want to and we don't leave, we're cowards. Because you can tell her straight up, listen, give her the option to choose. I don't really believe in marriage. Be straight up with your beliefs. Yeah. For X, Y, and Z reason. Which is always an important question to ask in like the first date. Exactly. The first dates. Like, do you believe in marriage? Do you want to have kids? What's your credit score like? Does your breath stink in the morning? Everything. What What do you want to know? Mm-hmm. If you're intending on getting married. On getting married. Right? The moment you understand, uh, I don't really believe in that's it. Give her the option to move on with her life. Because right now she's with a man that eventually she's probably going to create emotional ties to that even if she wants to leave, she's not going to be able to. Mm-hmm. And and, and all, all this happened because a man was not able to be upfront with her. However, let me give you my perspective on marriage and why it works. I always say this and I'll keep saying it. I said it a few minutes ago. Marriage is the bedrock of society. It is what makes society function because it is people committing to each other, to having families, to building better people, mm-hmm. to add to society. Yep. That's the first thing, right? Now, if you approach marriage like a business transaction, what am I going to get out of this? Oh, marriage is just a piece of paper. Marriage is, men always get the short end of the stick during marriage. Women always get the short end of the Everybody thinks they get the short end of the stick. Nobody, whoever doesn't want to get married, they never think they get a good deal. If you approach marriage asking yourself, what am I going to get out of this? You're already doing it wrong. If you approach marriage asking yourself, wait, how can I make her life better? What can I do to add value to her life? Then you're doing it right. Because guess what? If two people, I always say this, if marriage is uh, f- uh, fomented on a, what's the word I'm looking for here? On a servitude-based model, it's going to work mm-hmm. just fine. If you try to outserve each other every single day, it's going to be fine. And and to get my take on it, like for me, the biggest thing about marriage and, and, and why marry is, is, is there's just another level of love there. And I just think, I, in my opinion, I just think if you absolutely love the person that you're with, if you as a man love the girl that you are with, mm-hmm. every, I, every woman wants to be a wife. I've said it multiple times. Every woman wants to be a wife. I don't care what type of lifestyle she's li- living. Yeah. Every woman wants the title of a wife. That is, to some, the ultimate prize. Oh, look at me. I have a ring on my finger. I'm cuffed. I'm somebody's wife. Why not give her the biggest, if you're ready, when you're ready? Why not give her the biggest, the biggest position in your life? True. But then, if you're not ready, like you just, mm-hmm. why are you not ready? And if you really love this woman, are you working towards that readiness? And how quickly? Because let me tell you something. It does not take five years for you to get ready to they be say a it takes about six for men? No. No, six months. Oh, six months. <laughs> I was about to be like six years. No. No, they say that men usually know who, if they want to marry you by six months. Yeah. Now, it's one thing to know if you want to marry, and it's, a, it's another thing to be able to get married. Right? If you are not working towards that, then you you lack love. 
for her mm-hmm. because you're not working to be the better person for her. And I'm sorry, there is a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. People tell me that whenever I talk about marriage, I make it seem like such a drag, such a bad idea. Because I talk about sacrifice. I talk about serving that other person. I talk about being there in the good and the bad. If you are questioning whether or not you want to do that for that woman, you shouldn't marry them. Exactly. You shouldn't even be with that person. Now, now, here's another thing that people don't really talk about. Maybe marriage, if you look at it from the right perspective, is more for you than it is for her. And here's what I mean by that. It serves as a great model to know whether or not you want to be with this person. Let's put it this way. You know she wants to get married, right? You just know it. And you are postponing that. You're delaying that. You are giving her, because in my opinion, you're single until you're married. Mm. At least until you're engaged. You can look, you, you have options. Yeah. Right? So, you are giving her leeway to consider her options. How okay are you with another man coming into her life and giving her everything that you could have given her? If you're okay with that, brother, please cut your losses and go. That's it. If you're okay with another man taking it, leave because that's not the one for you. However, if you're like, dang, I don't want another man to be with my wife. With my, oh, you said wife. Marry her as soon as you possibly can. As soon as you possibly can. So, that being said, uh, wait, did Hannah ask a question? Nah, she's in the comments. <laughs> oh. She's something about a little grudge that she has to. But, um, yeah, I th- for him, I think it's I think it's just fear of missing out, for real. Because that, that, I think that's what it is for most men. It's always fear of missing out. It's always fear of what can be better, what can look better, what can feel better. Which, bro. We do it all the time with everything because, yeah, we're natural-born conquerors. Okay, you got this job that pays 100k a year, and you're not conforming that. Now you want 150k. Now you want 200k. And you want that whole natural born conquerors thing, bro. It really people don't really understand what that means. It's not that you're always on the quest for conquest. That's such a bad. That is such a bad model for men to follow because it just shows how how unsatisfied you are in life. However. Since we are supposed natural-born conquerors, what that really means is we are never going to stop fighting for what's better. And if we do that within the context of marriage and family, that's a great model to have. Never stop fighting for what's best for you and your family. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you're always going to go after the, the, the next thing, the next thing. Bro, that just shows how that shows a lack of immaturity, in my opinion. Yeah. It's, it's always the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Listen, whoever said the grass is greener on the other side didn't have any water to water his own grass. The grass is greener where you water it. Where you water it. So please, instead of focusing on what else you can have, which, let's also talk about that. It'd be the ugliest dudes, bro, that always want to say, oh, well, what else can I get? Bro, what can you get? How about that? Let's start there. Let's, let's, let's be very honest, bro. You, you have seven teeth, and three of them are facing upwards. You have not gone to the doctor in the longest time. You barely shower. And you're the one talking about, well, well, you, you never know what we're going to be able to get out there. Bro, how about you take some time for yourself? Focus on yourself. Yeah. Don't, you're not the playboy you want to make yourself out to be. Respectfully. Disrespectfully. Well, it's personal with you, huh? It, well, it just bothers me. <laughs> it, we're, we're delusional sometimes. We, yeah. Our... Our lack of, of maturity creates a false sense 
it creates delusion in us. Mm-hmm. So, with all that being said, I feel like marriage is not only a good thing, is it is one of the greatest things. One of the greatest things. When done right. Bro, but let, let's take it back to the origin. Marriage is created by God. Marriage is the one institution that survived the fall of man. Mm-hmm. Marriage. God didn't sever them. He said, no, you're going to honor this. I put you two together because it is a good thing. It is beautiful. Marriage is honored by God. Whether or not, listen, a lot of people don't like this. Whether or not you believe in God, it is honored by him. So this is a good thing. Marriage is such an important thing that we have to actually, bro, I, I feel like it, it's going down downhill so quickly. Because it, it goes back to the transaction. It does. It goes back to people wanting something from this instead of it's not a transaction without, without giving and then. It, they want instant gratification bro it is an investment it is an investment so let's see here uh, I think we got time for one more question right yeah alright this one kinda well let me just read it I'm just gonna read it hey guys I need your help it is another man Recently, I am not feeling welcome when I get home after a long day's work. My wife no longer receives me out the door like she used to and is very distant with me. She did tell me a while ago that she wanted to spend more time with me, but it's just not possible at the moment. What can I do? I think as a man... Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Because I know where you're going with this. At first, I want to acknowledge how he feels. Okay. It is it is the worst feeling as a man, as a husband, mm-hmm. to walk in through the doors of the home that you're working so hard for and not to feel welcome. I agree. Not to feel like you belong there. That sucks. It, it, and I talk from experience because that has Same. happened to me. Same. But the one thing I can notice is that whenever that happened to me, it was my fault. It was it was my own doing. Because you you said it all here. You have the solution. You said it all. Your wife told you a while ago that you wanted time with her. That she wanted time that she with wanted you. Time with you. Yeah, that she wanted time with you. I don't I don't understand how something is not possible when it comes to marriage. Yeah, that's what I was go off. I was, I was gonna say the same thing. It's like you have to make the decision to either be there or not be there, right? Uh, for those of you who don't know, again, I'll say it again. I am a trucker, and there's this thing called over the road, which is basically you work for two weeks on the road, and you come home for four days or five days, right? Sometimes even for two days. And I know a lot of truckers who have told me, that they've done over the road for 15 years, 10 years, 20 years, and they all have the same thing. I worked so hard for my marriage, and at the end of the day, I ended up forfeiting it because I was not home. There, your wife will tell you. she will If she's a good wife, she will straight up tell you, I didn't marry you so that you can pay my bills. Mm-hmm. I married you because I wanted to be with my husband. Right. So at this point, you have to acknowledge how she feels. I'm acknowledging how you feel, but you have to be just as consistent and acknowledge how she feels, right? She doesn't receive you at the door. Maybe she doesn't want to fake. 
being happy when you get home because she's just thinking, well, he's going to go home. He's going to leave anyway. Yeah, sometimes actions speak more than the words. Sometimes Bro. people show you what they... I'm looking for the book. It's, it's around here somewhere. The platonic habits? No, no. Atomic habits, bro. What <coughs> uh, no, the love languages book. Um, I think that I think that ultimately, I, we were probably gonna go across this, go to the same point anyway. Yeah. That as a man, you, it is possible. It is possible, and even if that means that maybe take a little less money on the next check or whatever. Yeah. You got to look at what's more important, really. Or learn how to live below your means. Or at least not make this a permanent thing. Mm-hmm. You know, look into the future. Sit down. Because here's the thing. We we as men, this is my, my biggest issue. We have these, these plans, these things that we want to do. And it takes some sacrifice. But we don't sit down with our wives. We do not sit down with them to, to let them know, hey, listen, this is what I would like to do. What is your opinion on this? Hey, listen, I think I should work a little bit more time this week. What do you think about this? Are you okay with this? Mm-hmm. Let her let her have an opinion. Let her have a voice in the marriage. And honor the fact that she told you because that's that's great. Not exactly. many not many women will literally sit you down and be like, Hey, you're not spending enough time with me. No. Nope. I would like you to. And the fact that they even do that, I always say that. The fact that they even do that is because they believe that you can still have time mm-hmm. to turn your your crap around. Mm-hmm. You still have time to be to be the man that she wants you to be. Mm-hmm. She believes in you. She doesn't just uh, discard your you know what you're doing. Because here's the thing. I do not believe that she's invalidating your work. I don't. I'm not telling you that it's a good feeling. However, I think she's just being a little bit more drastic, trying to communicate to you how she feels. Because, bro, maybe it's not the first time. Exactly. Because let's let's flip the the script right now. You feel like she's distant with you. You feel like she's not there. Maybe she's just let, letting you feel how she feels. However, I am going to say this counterpoint. If I was the wife. In the scenario, I would maybe try to go out of my way to enjoy the little bit of time that we have together, because there's this is a whole other side of the coin that we don't acknowledge. We are so quick to just, well, this is how things are. No, you're actually making things worse because if you only get to spend collectively ten hours together as a couple a week, why would you waste five of those hours being petty? That's true. Why would you waste five of those hours just on, well, here he comes, Mr. I'm never home. Ma'am, he's trying to provide you with a good future, which is the thing that we don't acknowledge. We don't always think things through. Oh, what? Yeah, because sometimes we, sometimes we get a little selfish. Even if we even if we know that our partner's out, you know, working and doing, being productive or whatever, sometimes we do get a little selfish. We do, bro. And, and One of the things for me go ahead. was the gym. Anybody who follows my page knows that I love the gym, knows that I'm there, like, not a lot. Ha- yeah, a lot, exactly. And there has been a few times, bro, there was a few times that my wife was like, hey, can you just stay home today? Yeah. And I was like, nah, I got to get these gains. There was obviously a deeper, there was a deeper thing to me, always wanting to be at the gym, but that's for another topic. Yeah. But, yeah, many times we just, even though we're not doing anything bad, anything slimy, sometimes... We gotta, we gotta, we gotta recognize that people they married us and they want us to be there all the time, mm-hmm. or they would like us to be there all the time. Which is, if you really think about it, that is the future that we're working towards. Working towards a future where, where we can spend as much time as possible. You know, 
I just think that there needs to be a very clear line of communication here. Very clear. I feel like your biggest issue is lack of communication. Because if you're not home, you're always working. I don't know what you do. Maybe you're working on oil fields. Maybe you're a trucker just like me. Maybe you're working mad overtime because you need to make ends meet. Whatever it is. Shoot, maybe your wife works too. But maybe she just works normal hours. Yeah. Right? Maybe you need to reassess how you approach your career. How you approach your job because you cannot... You can't forfeit your marriage under the guise of bringing money into the house. And I think as a man, you really just need to sit down with yourself and really just think, I love this woman. And if she's coming to me with, with this with this thought, Concern. Yeah, with this concern. What can I do? And my, she already did her part by communicating, but now I need to do my part and take the action. Exactly. That that is honestly what it comes down to. That, even if that's just another conversation, okay, let's sit down. This is my work schedule. Be intentional about it. This is my work schedule. When where can we fit? Where can we fit a, a we time within the means of this schedule and your schedule? Right. I don't know if they have kids or not, but if they don't, you got an when, advantage. When you got an advantage because anybody who's in the chat know, that has kids know how much how how much harder it gets to actually spend time. Yeah. That's true. You know what? Here's what I would do if I was the man, right? If I was the brother here in the situation, I would, first and foremost, cease all activity. Just stop. Boom. Put everything on pause. Put everything on pause. Walk directly to this woman and have what might be the most... Give her a kiss first. No, no, no. That's what I would do. No, no. Mm -mm. Because here's the thing. It seems to me like her love language is not physical touch. No, but it's it quality time. It definitely sets the spirit. No, maybe it doesn't. Here's the thing. Maybe that doesn't mean anything to her at this point because he's never home. Maybe he does try to give her a kiss every day. True. Right? So here's what I would do. I mean, different women. I, I would, there's different approaches. That's to what things, I mean, different. Right? I would walk directly to this woman, sit her down, and have what might be the most uncomfortable conversation. For this season. Of your marriage to the date. Because you have a distant wife and you need to reel her back in. Right? Acknowledge her. Acknowledge the way that she feels. Let her talk and listen with the intent to change. Don't just listen to get her off your back or to mm -hmm. get things back to how they were. Listen with the intent to change. And then make the change. What can you do? Baby, okay, listen. We have this going on. I feel like you're distant. I feel like I'm at work too much because I acknowledge it too. What can we do? And then you can ask her. Maybe find, find some middle ground. Can you at least acknowledge, babe, that maybe we can do things better around the home? Maybe we shouldn't spend so much time fighting, so much time distant from each other. Maybe a little bit less time on the phones. And, and that conversation... And we, we, we don't we do not advocate for, you know, transaction transactional relationships here. Right. But even that in itself, you're married. There is something here that you want too, which is to more time with your wife or to not to, to so when you get home to be received like to, you to belong. To be received there. like you belong. Yeah, and just let maybe she maybe she hasn't heard these words from your, your mouth before. So, so it's it's kinda like a let me help you type of thing. Yeah. But you know, in a marriage it's kinda like a let's just make our lives for each other. Which is easier. Right. And, and here's the thing. Maybe she hasn't heard these words from your mouth before, but you need to say it. Babe, listen. I don't feel like 
I'm welcoming this home anymore. And then let her say what she has to say. Mm-hmm. Hash it out. That's what marriages do. Marriages go through rough patches all the time. Giving each other the time to speak and get their point across. Exactly. But the point is that you have to actually change. Yeah. You have to move forward with a plan of action. Just like you have a plan of action as to why you're working so much, what you're working towards, there has to be a plan of action to make sure that your marriage is not the collateral damage. Mm-hmm. How can what you're trying to save be the collateral damage? That makes no sense. And that, bro, I'm telling you, I've seen it happen so many times. So many times when marriages end because the husband thought that he was doing something right. The husband thought that he was working enough. The husband thought, he thought, he thought, he thought so much, he assumed, and he didn't take the time to confirm. He didn't ask his wife how he was feeling, how she was feeling. Mm-hmm. Didn't consider the fact that she was de- disconnecting, detaching, slowly but surely. Yeah. Slowly but surely. And once a person disengages, it is very hard to get them to engage again. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm telling you, you're going to have a very difficult conversation. It is not going to be a lovey-dovey conversation. Most likely not. If it, it if you want it to end up properly, you're going to have to take the... The, the uncomfortable approach to it. Exactly. You're going to have to do it. Yeah. With that being said, I feel like you two love each other because if, if she's upset because she wants to spend more time with her husband mm-hmm. and you're upset because you want your wife to receive you a little bit better because you want her... That validates what you're doing, bro. That validates what we do. Yeah. It just does. Then that just means that these two people love each other, but they're having a hard time, a hard time doing it. Yeah. You know. With that being said, with that being said, um, I want you to send me a message to see how this goes. If you if you're even watching this live or listening to this podcast, and I do want to make you, I want to gift you the book, the five love languages. I want to do that. I feel like every marriage should be required to read that book, bro. I feel like it's just a love language thing here. You want to time it? You want to frame it? Like time frame it? When we're going to give it out? Uh, you think we'll be able to next week? Next week, maybe. 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 We'll keep you guys updated. Yeah, so we're going to be giving away a couple copies of the five love languages. It's Ironically, we're giving five copies. Five of copies five. of the five love languages. Yeah. Which we just want to make the disclaimer here. We are not getting a cent for promoting this book. Mm-mm. Gary Chapman does not know me. I only know that man through his work. It is an excellent book, and it is a help. It's helped my marriage multiple times. And if if you want to keep up, you know, if you want to keep yourself updated, I'm gonna put on the live the our Instagram. Yeah. And through there, we're gonna make sure that you guys, you know, know what's going on with that. All right. So with that being said, I'm gonna let Oscar do that, bro. There's some good questions here today. There were. I'm glad that we got some from from men. Yeah, I don't know what. Jump TT says, "Okay, it's back to normal." I don't know what she means by that. But with that being said, before before I say anything, before I say anything, ha, Hannah sent the stay uncomfortable sticker on the chat. Let's go. I was waiting for her to find that. All right. With that being said, I forgot the Instagram. That's it for this show. That's it for this episode. Tune in next week, and we will have yet another. You know what, bro? There were a lot of questions. Want to do another Q&A next week? Yeah. All right. We'll do another Q&A next week. No. No, no, no. She said because we're going to end the, end the show. Oh. Uh, what Oscar just sent, the Staying Comfortable Pod, that's the Instagram. Go follow it. And um, that's it for the show. Thank you so much. And this was Staying Comfortable.
Yes, sir.